Hey, what's up? It's Jared, and welcome back to the podcast. Now, as the title states, I today crashed a $10,000 drone. And so I want to get into that and why I sound the way that I do. I mean, most people would think that if they crashed something worth $10,000, they would be a mess. And to be honest, normal me, uh, me of the past, would be a mess too. And uh, I didn't think that anything was different about me today, but as I've just been in conversations with people, they're like, they, they're wondering why I am not a total disaster in this moment. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And I, I'm starting to find therapeutic qualities in podcasting. And I think that that's something that's fairly common. I've actually heard people say this before. Uh, in their podcast that podcasting in and of itself is rather therapeutic. And so I uh, wanted to just do an episode and talk about uh, some of the interesting things that I've just kind of been processing through my mind today and uh, just share that with, uh, uh, with the world and also just say them out loud because sometimes uh, I think that's the, the therapeutic aspect of of um, podcasting is saying it all out loud, recording it, uh, listening to it, and just processing what you're going through. So let's jump into that. 2019 is upon us and maybe you have a new skill you want to learn. Maybe it's photography or music production. Maybe you want to learn how to build your own website or understand data science. There's a lot of cool courses over at Skillshare. They are this episode's sponsor and they're giving all of the listeners two free months of Skillshare Premium. That means unlimited access to all of their courses. A lot of these courses are less than an hour or an hour and a half long and you're going to learn a lot of great things and walk away enlightened. Let's start out 2019 by learning some things. Head on over to jer.fyi slash Skillshare. That's jer.fyi slash Skillshare. So I have uh, a couple of drones that I use for for work. I don't do as much drone work as I used to do, uh, but I still fly every now and then. And I was working on putting together some content for uh, for a video, and also getting uh, some some B roll that I was going to use in a client project. Uh, so I was flying the drone, um, flying the drone around, and the weather hasn't been the best in my area, but it's actually been helpful because you know, out here in California, we've had all these fires and horrible air quality. And so the rain has came and it's cleared out the air and whatnot, but, uh, it, it wasn't a great weather day. So I'm flying the drone around. Nothing is out of the ordinary. And I, I go back to do this uh, reveal shot. Now a reveal shot is when you kind of start in close with the camera on the drone and you, um, and you fly away kind of revealing, uh, what it is that, um, you know, was in the shot. I mean, it's fairly typical. I mean, imagine like an opening scene to MTV cribs or something like that. I mean, it's a, it's a very common shot. And, um, I was flying, uh, I was flying out and back and I always fly line of sight. I never let my drone out of my eyesight because, 
uh, first of all, it's the law. And second of all, um, I just, uh, though there are cameras on the drone, you can't see everything. You can't be aware of everything. And I've had instances where I've been flying my drone and birds try to attack it and stuff like that. And so I just, I just always want to be aware of what's going on and, um, with the drone and, and just be mindful of, uh, of where it is, uh, so that I can, you know, just, uh, respond, be prepared, uh, for any situation. And so I'm flying back and doing this reveal shot and I'm flying, uh, up and over this tree and I've got plenty of clearance. I have probably, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet of clearance over this tree. And, uh, the drone just loses power. Um, the, the motors just stop and it falls and it falls into the tree and then it powers back up and it's like chopping the tree as it falls down, hitting just about every single branch on its way down. And then it smashes into the ground and it is a pile of rubble on the ground. I mean, if you want to see what this looks like, just go over to uh, the Instagram for um, this uh, YouTube channel that I run called State of Tech. And I may post something about it on on my uh, on my personal Instagram, so you can check that out too. At uh, Jared Hill, you can see this this pile of rubble. So it's this ten thousand dollar, just about ten thousand dollar drone that um, I fly when I'm trying to get really good quality video content, and it just has a great camera on it. I have uh, a, a expensive lens on it. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit more to fly that drone. Like you a little bit more to pay attention to. It's a bigger drone. I have a smaller drone that I fly around for, for fun and for practice and whatnot, but I am pretty capable as far as, uh, as, as piloting a drone. I've, I've got a lot of hours under my belt. Uh, I grew up racing RC cars and driving, you know, RC boats and all this stuff. And, and I really have good hand-eye coordination. So um, it's, you know, and I'm not, I'm not past crashing a drone. I have crashed a drone before uh, that was my own fault. And uh, it was one of the first drones that I bought. And I was a little, you know, I was a little uh, maybe ambitious in what I was attempting when I first got a drone. I, I bought way too much of a drone for, for what I was capable of. And, and I crashed it. Uh, but it wasn't a bad crash. It only cost about $300 to fix. It wasn't a big deal. But uh, in that in that moment, I was really devastated. I was like, I can't believe I just crashed this. Like I'm, you know, I had all sorts of negative self-talk. I just, uh, uh, I was in a funk for a couple of days. I mean, boy, I was just frustrated. Of course, I got over that. I got the drone fixed. You know, I I uh, flew it a lot. I learned my lesson and and all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, I sold that drone when the new version of it came out. I bought the new version and got it all upgraded because I felt more confident. And I wanted the higher end video footage that it produced and all this stuff. So, you know, today I'm flying this drone and it's just like when it crashed, it was kind of surreal because like when you crash something and you know it's your fault, like you you instantly feel that, you know, you instantly feel that. And in, in this instance, um, it, it, I, it wasn't necessarily my fault. I mean, I, I ran all the software updates. I did all the flight checks. Everything was, was good to go. I mean, I did everything that I, I could have possibly done. 
and uh, and then this happened and and you know it could have been any number of reasons um, and there are some technical reasons that I'm looking into that uh, I think are what caused it and it's an issue that that drone has had uh, but you know I don't want to get into those technical details here but the old me would have really been mentally affected today like it would have upset my day drastically uh, but you know I uh, the drone crashed I went and picked up all the pieces and I'm thinking to myself like okay my drone is garbage now ten thousand dollar pile of garbage and I I wasn't really thinking about it much past that I um you know got everything kind of put away put the remote away and a few other things that I had out and came in uh, got home and came inside and and told my wife about it and she was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and uh you know because she knows what the thing costs and and all that stuff and uh so <laughs> I I just wasn't I wasn't mentally affected like I normally would and it was it was just interesting and it made me really start thinking like okay like what's different you know and and we have these these situations that happen to us in life and um you know sometimes uh, we really are affected by them big time and other times things seem to just kind of roll off of us uh you know like a moisture wicking fabric where you you pour the water on it and it just beads up and rolls right off without leaving any trace and that's kind of how I felt today. Now I have insurance and insurance will cover it. And, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be a problem. It was so much damage that it's, it's going to be worth filing a claim. So I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm going to be without a drone. And, you know, uh, of course I get an email uh, through my photography website tonight, uh, somebody wanting some drone work done. And so, of course, that came today. Um, but it's, it's like, it just, it hasn't affected me. You know, I, I was sitting down and just talking with my wife and, um, it wasn't bothering me. And, uh, I've, I've been having some, some issues, uh, with, uh, you know, some of the muscles in my right arm. And so I've been having some therapy done on it and I'm talking to, um, the therapist and, and he's like, he's like, uh, what happened? You crashed a drone. And, and I'm like talking to him about it. And he's like, wow, you are not even affected by this. And so we started getting into a conversation about it. And, you know, he's older guy and he, you know, uh, is much more of a thinker and, and, you know, so he's like wondering now he's interested in like why I'm not bothered by this. And so we get in some conversations, which was actually pretty cool. And then on my way home, I'm, I'm just continuing to think about it and just like, wow, you know, I, I, uh, old me would have gone just sideways. I would have been in a horrible mood and that mood would have affected my wife and it would have affected my kids and probably anybody else that came into my path um, within, you know, the next couple of days, probably it would have affected my ability to focus on work. Um, you know, it's, it's just uh, really interesting to me how the mind can change when you when you do the work and I'm saying do the work because it's not like I just, you know, this is just a, this something that happened. Obviously I need to be responsible. You know, you, you can't just let things happen to you. Uh, you have to be responsible. You have to react to some extent. I've done the work over the last couple of years to 
work on my mind, work on the way that I think and uh, analyze things to the point where I'm un- I'm trying to understand why I would react a certain way or where that came from. And I really think that is the bigger picture is trying to understand where something comes from. Uh, you know, we're very much reactionary to emotion and it's, you know, everybody. I mean, you see it in children especially because they very much react emotionally uh, with outbursts and stuff like that. Um, but as adults, you know, we kind of start doing that differently. We act out in different ways uh, that are emotional. It's just we're not throwing tantrums. And I'm, there are some adults that still throw tantrums, but a lot of adults internalize that and act out in a different way. And uh, a lot of times, you know, that that can even become an addiction um, that they end up acting out into. And what I think is most interesting about that is that I've realized like the behavior, though it's the thing that we all focus on because it's the obvious thing, we focus on our kids who are going sideways because they're upset about something. We focus on the addiction that somebody has because that's the big thing. Maybe somebody... Uh, you know, gets addicted to drugs or sex or alcohol or a variety of different things. Um, and so we focus on the behavior, but in reality, like we, we have to look deeper than that and focus on the heart. Like I, I really do believe that, that it's a heart issue when it comes to the way that people react. Um, you know, addiction is just a, a side effect of a heart issue. And when you have problems that are deep and that are coming from the heart you you can't completely control your behavior you can't uh, get a grasp on it you you may end up uh, acting out in a similar way all the time which is why as adults we end up having various forms of addiction and it's easy to fall into that loop and it does become a loop because it is the way that we self-medicate, that we make ourselves feel better. Uh, when we have these emotions that seem to just be beating us up and we don't know what to do with them, uh, it's pain that's inside and it's really heart pain and we don't know what to do with that heart pain so we act on it in some, we act on something uh, to try and alleviate that pain. And that's a behavior that we that we go to in order to um, to kind of counteract that heart pain that we're experiencing. So I, I've realized that over my lifetime, I have been doing that. I have been reacting to heart pain, and I just I didn't know what that even meant. And through you know uh, seeing a counselor and talking about it and reading, it's just I was I was reading and and looking at all this information and, and trying to apply it to to my behavior. And my behavior was not the 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 problem. I mean, yeah, it was visually a representation, uh, and it, it it was the thing you can see, like you can see the behavior. But it it goes deeper than that. It goes deep down into the heart. And once you start to understand that the problem is at the heart level, then you can start to say, okay, like let's look at that instead. Like let's not even look at the behavior right now. Obviously, if it's if it's bad behavior that you know uh, can affect one's life, it's dangerous. You need to get a grasp on that behavior, but. In all of the different things that I've gone and 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 
and tried to to do to get a handle on any behavior things that I've noticed in myself, it doesn't look at the heart too much um, because people don't quite understand that. And I'm not meaning like the physical beating heart because that's not realistic. I mean, our, our heart is a muscle that performs a function, uh, but I, I believe that we do have our mind and, and just when people say like, I believe it in my heart, uh, you know, they're, they're referencing something deeper down inside of them. They're not necessarily referencing their, their actual heart muscle there. It's a representation. It's a word that we use. I, I, you know, uh, feel this deep down in my heart. I love this person with all of my heart. We're, we're trying to reference something deeper down inside of us. And, and so that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about it being a heart issue. Uh, I, I have noticed not only in my own life, but when my kids uh, have a hard time with something, when they uh, go sideways because of some emotion or something is happening and this emotion is being displayed, um, if I try to subdue the outburst, whatever that problem is, I'm not getting at what they need. I am probably further frustrating them because their outburst, their acting out, however that is is being done, is a representation of a deeper heart issue that they're having. And um, I, I've, I've started looking into this over the last month or so. Uh, there's a couple of different um, writers, mostly in the, in the Christian space, that, um, that have been writing about this topic. And, and so I've been, I've been looking into that because I, I am uh, a Christian. I do believe in Jesus Christ. And, and, uh, but at the same time, like, I believe that everything that's, that's out there uh, all the knowledge, uh, the science, all the different things. Um, I mean, yes, it can be warped and, and, and you can take any information, you can warp it and make it something that it's not. But there's a, I've always seen something and felt a connection uh, spiritually. You know, I watched, I remember the first time I watched the movie, The Matrix, um, very, very spiritual movie for me. Um, just in, you know, obviously it's like that's alternate reality, just really kind of a mind bending movie. But I just, I, I saw that, uh, I saw the spirituality in that and, um, and it didn't deter me from, from my faith that I have in Jesus Christ, but I'm able to take that information. Not a lot of people are, a lot of people see those things and they allow it to confuse them. And, uh, and I've always seen those things and, and kind of seen, I, even for a while, I thought maybe, you know, that's the way that, um, the way that God talked to me was through these different things. And, and maybe, maybe is, maybe not, I really don't know. But in talking about this heart issue, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of Christian authors, a lot of pastors and stuff like that understand this because, um, you know, we, we see, behavior as as an action and acting out but we always assume that that has to come from somewhere else something deeper 
like a like a sin nature. You'll hear that at church a lot. Um, you know, cause, cause we all do have this, uh, thing we're fighting against inside of us, you know, like the, we also have a conscience and yeah, that tells us to do right or uh, the sin nature that tells us to do wrong. And, and, you know, maybe we should cheat on that test because I want to get a better grade or if I, um, I want that and I can't afford it. So I'm going to, you know, lie a little bit so that I can make it work or whatnot. I mean, there's, there's an internal battle that we all kind of have and, uh, like a good versus evil. And, and so I, I, you know, I, I want you to know when you're listening to, um, anything that I put out there, I'm not hiding my faith or I'm not trying to pretend that I'm not a Christian. I very much am, but at the same time, I understand that Christians in this world, a lot of them have made Christianity a, a turnoff for a lot of people because they don't go about things right. And you know what a lot of Christians do? And man, this podcast is starting to get all over the place or this episode. Um, but what a lot of Christians do is they attack the behavior. You know, there's all the Christians have a bad rap. I mean, have they always find a way to get give themselves a bad rap. But, you know, they have a bad rap for not accepting uh, the gay and lesbian community and for not accepting uh, really anybody. You know, that's just kind of the big one right now. But it's it's because they themselves don't have a good understanding of, uh, you know, what's really going on. And that is that we have an issue with that is at the level of the heart. And that issue, if unresolved, is going to display itself in, in some form of behavior. I mean, that's just the way that we work. And so taking this all back to the drone incident of 2018 <laughs> um, and, and not being very upset about the fact that I just saw $10,000 of my own money fall out of the sky and crash and burn into the ground, I think that what has happened is it's not that I disassociated myself from it and just, you know, had some sort of existential moment or something. I mean, I, I, it's not that I, uh, am in denial and I can't, uh, recognize what happened. I very much know that if I didn't have insurance, I would have lost out on a bunch of money. I very much know that I'm thankful that when it did fall out of the sky, it fell into a tree and not onto a person or onto somebody else's property. There's a lot of things that I've kind of thought about and just been thankful about today because it could have went much worse. It could have fallen and hit somebody. It could have fallen through the person's house that I was next to. It could have uh, crashed onto a car and I would have had to deal with repairing somebody's vehicle. There's a lot of different things that could have happened. And that's where my mind went first. My mind went there to a place of thankfulness uh, that it could have been much worse. And that is a sign of, of maturity, I think, which is great because, you know, most people uh, that know me know that I haven't always been the most mature person. So I'm like even thankful for that. But I really think that I may, I was able to go to that place today mentally because I've done the work of, of really looking at my heart and examining my heart, and I'm nowhere near done. I have a lifetime left of work to do in this area, and this is just one instance of me having a, a win, I would call it, I guess, and in, in just my own 
um, my own life, my own spiritual life, my own uh, existence here. Um, I have a lifetime of work left to do in this in this aspect of um, understanding myself, recognizing where my different hurts come from and how those are are uh, living deep within me at the heart level and then how those come out in behavior obviously i am i'm no saint i am not perfect and and i'm far from it it's why i'm here trying to be open and honest with all of you because i just i feel like most of us know that we have an issue we know that we have some sort of a problem that goes deep and we don't know necessarily why or how uh, we don't know how to get rid of it. We don't know how to, um, uh, you know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna jump o- over to another spot and reference another TV show. I, I kind of connected with the character Dexter. I don't know if you've seen that movie uh, or that show, Dexter. I mean, it's about a serial killer, so I, obviously I don't relate to that aspect of, of him. But he would refer to his evil as his dark passenger. And I thought to myself, like, wow, that is an interesting way of putting it. And though I, I, I feel like all of us have a dark passenger, um, this like kind of negativity, uh, this, this actually it's heart pain, it's pain that we have. And we act on that to alleviate the pain somehow through a behavior, as I've been talking about. And, and I, I related to that aspect of Dexter. Uh, and of course, every person in that show had, had pain. It was very much a show about the nature of pain. Um, I mean, it didn't go deep and talk about where that pain comes from or anything. Uh, but it was very much a show about a lot of people who, who were hurting. Um, and, uh, and a lot of ways that people acted out. Uh, to alleviate their pain, whether it was Dexter, you know, killing people or Dexter's sister chasing men and having horrible relationships uh, and all that different stuff. I mean, there there were just a lot of, of hurting people in that show. And I've I've felt that I've connected with that. I, I, I felt like I connected with the character of Don Draper in Mad Men because you know he would he would kind of go off into these darkness moments when he would go and 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 cheat on his wife or whatnot and and have these moments where it was just like he was reckless and you think like man this guy is intelligent he has it all together he has it figured out you know he's smart uh he comes up with these great ads and and you know people look up to him but then he like goes and does these just garbage things you know and and most people would watch him as a character and and you kind of fall in love with him but you kind of hate him at the same time because he's just you know uh, doing these things that are just like why would he do that but it's it's pain and it's alluded to in the show where where that pain comes from uh, but you know what these shows just don't do is there's never really a redemptive time in them where uh it's it's revealed that that pain comes from so much deeper uh, and it's not, uh, yes, there's the acting out, there's the Don Draper cheating on his wife, uh, there's the, and, and wrecking his relationships, there's the, um, the Dexter serial killer, there's, uh, you know, the, these characters that have these, um, 
these afflictions, but they never go deeper and and uh, never are these characters able to find any any uh, deliverance from their uh, their afflictions because they because they never go deeper. They never go deep enough to find really where those come from. Uh, and it's alluded to, but they never, you know, I mean, I guess that wouldn't make for good television um, if uh, somebody was able to find freedom from their uh, from their addictions and, and their ailments and their afflictions and all that stuff. It's just interesting how, how today went. And, and this is rather new for me because, like I said, a situation like this would kind of make me spiral in the past and uh, I would very much be affected and other people would very much be affected by my uh, my attitude for the rest of the day and really even though you know i i i'm gonna have to say no to this job that came in and who knows however many jobs i might get before the insurance situates and and who knows i, I mean i'm i'm hoping that the insurance covers the claim but there's always that chance that insurance doesn't do what it's supposed to do and I have a piece within me right now that just says, you know what, like, it's fine. I mean, it stinks for sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm not just gonna, you know, let the situation walk away from me, but uh, I'm going to be responsible. I'm, I'm going to try and, and, you know, recover my losses, but I'm also, I'm not going to let it ruin me. I'm not going to let it ruin me for a few days or a few weeks or whatever. And so what I what I really wanted to do is just take like what happened today and share just how I felt, how things worked out and how how just everything unfolded and, and how it was kind of shown to me uh, within the way that I responded, within the ways that people responded when I told them what happened. Um, I mean, I, I feel like other people were more upset than me and it's, it's weird, I guess. I don't know, but uh, I thought I'd come here and talk about it today because I, there was something really good that I got out of it. And, and I think if anything, the concept of, uh, the, the deeper issues that are there affecting us and, and it, it wouldn't have been the drone crashing today that would have sent me off the deep end. It was the deeper heart issues that I've been working through. Uh, that if I hadn't have worked through them, those would have been, it's like a level of pain that was there already. And the drone crash would have just made the behavior much easier to go to because it would have been pain stacked upon top of pain. And so I've realized now that the pain is less, the base level of pain <laughs> that I'm experiencing, I guess, is less. And that has given me more bandwidth to respond properly to situations in a more healthy way uh, because of it. So what do you think about all of this? I've shared some things in this episode and uh, and definitely have kind of gone all over the place a little bit. It's definitely not one of my more scripted podcasts where I, I have my thoughts all together. Uh, but sometimes I just need that. I need to sit down and talk about it and process it. And as I'm talking about it here into the mic, it is therapeutic. It, I'm I'm understanding more even as I talk and share. Uh, I think it's just an interesting thing to do. So let me know what you think. Shoot me a message through social media or through my blog, jared.blog. Of course, um, I, I, I would love to just hear your thoughts on this. Uh, have you had a, a situation like this where you thought that you should be more upset about something, but you weren't, and you were questioning that and trying to understand why? Um, or or maybe you're searching and trying to figure out why 
things send you off the handle so easily. I mean, I I definitely uh, have been there and still have those moments. Don't think that they're gone forever for me. I still have those moments. But what I did have today was a, a different kind of moment that I'm not used to yet. And that's why I wanted to come here and talk about it and just kind of be raw in in the whole moment with um, with just the emotions that I was feeling. So yeah, just thanks for sticking it out here with me. And I, I really hope to see you back here in another episode. Take care.